Hello, I'm Kristen Perman, and this is Updates You Didn't Ask For. Hi, friends. Well, it couldn't be a more perfect day here in Salem. It is very, very spring-like with um, what feels like balmy weather in the 50s here today. And again, I will say that if you had told me last February that someone was proclaiming that the weather was balmy when it was in the 50s, uh, I would have laughed because we, we all curl into ourselves when it's in the 50s in Los Angeles. So anyways, I'm very appreciative that spring is trying to make her way to the northeast. And, you know, there are buds on the trees. Uh, not all the trees. Uh, I've seen little snow bells or snow. Yeah, snow bells, I think they're called. And because it's such a nice day today, I'm going to get my ass out and dig up the side yard and dig up a couple of little beds along the barn. I am ready. I am ready. I've been looking uh, through catalogs for things to plant. I've been looking for things that grow well in this zone. I did a little survey of my backyard last, um, last yesterday afternoon and took some photographs of the places that I think that I can uh, plant some things. Namely, I am definitely just going to follow suit with what we already have. There's some hydrangea that um, is on one side of the backyard and and it's bare and some parts over there. So I'm just going to put some more hydrangea because who doesn't love it? And we have the blue... I think, and the pink, a little bit of pink, but mostly the blue. I want some white hydrangea because white is so pretty. Uh, And they had a swing set in the backyard here, so there was nothing planted behind that. So there's some some fill-in I can do. I am not usually a fan of hosta, which is a shade plant, but one of my uh, barista friends, because that's really the only friends I have here right now, uh, she showed me uh, her Pinterest board of, of shade <clears throat> plantings and showed me all these beautiful variations of color that, uh, that can happen within the Hosta family. And I've really only ever seen this sort of dark evergreen colors. And that's not, I, I, I want those hot, hot greens, those hot spring greens, almost the yellowy greens. I think it would add like a nice splash of color in the backyard. So and on the side yard, which we don't really use, but that's because the door is janky. Um, we're going to get that door rehung, though, because it needs to be rehung. Anyways, I think that, that if I replant it and put like a nice ground cover, I really want that to be the place where Howard can go pee. Because at the point we are right now, our backyard doesn't have... Um, we have a fence, but you have to close the gates in order to make the, the backyard secure. And, you know, we're not going to close the gates every single time we take them out to go pee. But the side yard is contained, so we wouldn't have to put them on a leash. Great story. I think it's because I'm avoiding what I want to talk about. And, you know, I'm sitting here contemplating while I'm babbling at you about planting stuff, which I never find boring. I also want to do my window boxes. And I, you know, DM me on Instagram if we follow each other there, or even if we don't, you can find me there, or you can leave me a voicemail, or you can email me. I I need some good window box ideas. 
when I look on Pinterest, that shit's cheesy. I mean, some of it's cute, all right, you know, but I'm, I, I want something different. And maybe I just need to figure it out myself. Um, I thought I wanted geraniums, but that is just so, that's not me. I don't even think I like the smell of geraniums. It's too cloying for me. It is too cloying. So then I thought maybe petunias. I don't know. It's definitely um, an annual. And yet, no, a perennial. A perennial that goes in there. And that's that's the last part of it. First, I have to do the dig out. And then I think I have to do the seeding. And I would also like to do some containers, but I'm not really sure exactly where I want to do the containers. So, oh, and and the two beds that I'm digging up, they have roses in there, but the roses are so overgrown. They have these thorns all over the, um, it looks like a sweater of thorns and they have this nasty mold on the flowers. They smell good, but they, I think that they, I think they need to, I think I need to start over. So I'll dig up those. I want to put some roses, <laughs> roses there. But I also, I said it stuttery like that because I really would like to do wisteria. And I haven't really seen wisteria around here. Does it grow here? I don't know. I'll, I'll look later. You don't have to answer that question for me. Okay, so I was talking to my friend the other day because I have, um, I have some theories about vulnerability and openness and victim, being a victim, both being perceived as one and maybe self-perception as one, which then projects the victim attitude out there. And uh, we were talking about, I was talking about that being something, and she said that she perceived uh it from a situation of something else. Basically, I thought the situation was more of a victim and she thought it was more about perception, i.e. money and what I have. And, um, and about how, you know, she knows who I am and she knows what the behind the story is and God, you know, I got really, my panties gotten such a bunch about this shit, you guys, because I know and have known for quite some time that I am perceived as a dilettante and there is like, you know, because I don't work because I'm married, I've been married for a long time because I have a kid, all of those factors can be triggers and button pushers. And I also think there's an element of, I said to, I said to my friend that if I was a dude, I feel like dudes would want to fight me. Um, and you know, there's always been, I've always, people have come for me. I'm just going to say that. And you know, fuck off everybody. If you have attitude, attitude about it, you don't have to listen. If you don't like it, I, you know, I'm sitting here guarding myself and I'm like, why am I fucking guarding myself? I'm so worried. Am I truly worried about what people think? Sure I am. But, and way more than I ever, I'm just going to be real honest here. I, I clearly, I care way more than I ever want to admit to, especially wanted to admit to myself. So let's just like put that right there on the table. I 
want to be liked and loved just like the next person. So there you go. That said, there is an aspect of people that have just fucking come for me since I was a kid. When I was in the workforce, especially, I, I will tell you that every single job that I had in the corporate world, there was an there was sexual harassment. Every single one. I think I've talked about it before, but I've had two people fired. One person was um, talked to by the legal team um, <clears throat> of another place, and then the last place. The guy was put on, uh, not parole, but you know, he was put on watch. I've had some crazy fucked up shit happen. The person that was fired came to my house one night in the middle of the night when he knew my boyfriend was out of town and was throwing rocks at the window, a married man who lived an hour away. I had another person lean over and say, I looked in your shopping bag and it was so great to see your underwear. I had another person fucking look through my phone book because he heard where I was going that night and then called my friend's house thinking that that's where I was going to be. So those are just three great examples um, of people coming for me when I didn't have a husband or kid or money or any of those things. So yes, those things might be buttons and triggers right now. I don't know, am I too open? Am I vulnerable? Am I wearing a big silent sticker that says, love me, I need love? I didn't have a good childhood, so you can take advantage of me. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, and I think that I have this fucking fierce ass attitude of like, don't come near me. And I do think I mean, obviously, this is why I have all these blocks up, right? Like, I'm not going to let, I don't, I'm not, I'm very cautious because I feel that people come for me and want from me and tell me things. And, and listen, I love being told things and I like talking to people and I am so gen, genuinely interested in people. I like people watching. I like observing. I like, like, I like it all. I like, I like witnessing. I, I like pratfalls. I like it all, but does that make me too vulnerable and make it seem like people want something from me. I don't know. I think also sometimes some of the things that I do or make or live or whatever, it seems easy. And so that is another thing. It's like, I can do that. Who does she think she is? I fucking can do that. Even, even this goddamn podcast, the only comments that I've gotten multiple times is you make it seem so easy. You make this seem so easy. I'm going to do this and good. I, I, you know, good. I'm glad that that is a perception and it's made and inspired other people to do the same thing. What I am going to tell you is it's not easy. It isn't easy to sit here and talk off the cuff. This is my 49th episode. I mean, I'm almost on a year because I've done an episode every week consistently and I'm very proud of myself about that. But I've done an episode every week and it's been for a year And I think that you can tell if you've been listening for as long as I've just said, that was a terrible statement there. If you've been listening along with me, 
then you then you know that my uh, my recordings have become better. They're clearer. I speak clearer. I speak um, more fluid sentences. I feel I feel like I've just gone. It's it's better. So it isn't easy, and I appreciate that. I make it look easy, but you know, just because something looks easy doesn't mean it is. And sometimes it would be nice to get a compliment that is not from left hand, left handed, left field, whatever you want to say. It doesn't feel like a compliment when somebody says, you make it look easy. I'm going to start doing this too. Um, and, and I wish that it didn't make me feel defensive, but my own insecurities are that. Okay, you're going to hear a car start up because the mister is taking Howard to get groomed. My dirty boy is, um, he hates the groomer. God, he hates this fucking groomer. We found a new groomer, um, but she's uh, changing locations for two months. So anyways, you're here in the car. I got distracted. So I am going to go back to what I was saying, and that is, you know, I, I I hope that I inspire people. Um, I'm glad that things look easy. I'm going to tell you that everything that I do takes practice. Nothing comes easy. Nothing has come easy to me. Not one fucking thing. Nothing. I worked my way through college. I paid for college myself. And I worked I worked since I was 15 years old. I always had a job. I stopped working when I was 48 and I've always said when people ask me if I work, I, you know, I, you know what? I'm retired because that is the truth. I'm a retired acupuncturist, i.e. I don't practice anymore. I retired. That's my status within the national accreditation board is retired. So that's a truth. And I'm also a retired interior designer. That's also a truth. And if I say that I'm retired, that perception for people is easier to digest than me just saying that I just get to be an artist who works from home. And you know what? That's still fucking true. Nothing changes, you know, but if you say you're retired, then there's some sort of respectability, like you've paid your dues and, um, it's a bunch of shit, but I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired of, I'm tired of feeling judged because even if you think that you are being uh, low-key, I can feel it. I know. I know. And you want to know something? While you think that this life is so great, and I'm not going to tell you that my life isn't great. It is. We both have worked very hard for it. My husband's older than I am. We both have worked our fucking asses off to get here. We've planned and we have made choices, okay? The other thing is, is I also worked my ass off and I also have made a lot of fucking sacrifices. You might not be so jealous of my marriage if you knew that because you know what? Marriage takes work and there are peaks and there are valleys. And that's what I'm going to leave it there because that is not just my story to tell. The other part of it is, as a mom and as a working mom, you also make a lot of sacrifices. And if you don't have any help, i.e. family that lives close by, you pay for everything. 
everything. So you know what? After a certain point, as a married person and the way that we get taxed in this country, who wants to fucking work for half your wages and then that money goes towards daycare? None of you knew me when my child was small, but I'm just going to tell you that shit wasn't easy. I waited until I got to this point, right? Like September was September 2019 was the first time that I really truly had this freedom, this retired empty nester life. And I minimize and I downplay and I make myself small and I'm so over it because you know what? No one likes me any better for it. No one likes me any better for it. If I, if that's what I was looking for, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't pay off. So fuck, fuck it. And I am just going to do me and I am really going to be just doing me. I've been doing me. But now, take no prisoners. The dark horse rides. Goodbye.